Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Yeah, nigga, I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and D.R.E. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Steve. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Can't keep it home a lot Cause when I frequent the spots that I'm known to rock You hear the bass from the truck when I'm on the block Ladies, they pay homage But haters say Dre fell off How nigga, my last album was the chronic They wanna know if he still got it They say rap's changed They wanna know how I feel about it you ain't up on things Dr. Dre is the name I'm ahead of my game Still puffing my leaf Still fuck with the beats Still not loving police Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease Still got love for the streets Reppin' 213 Still the beat bang, still doing my thing Since I left ain't too much change Still, I'm representing for the gangsters All across the world Still, hitting them counters in them Alright, we're back It's been a little, little time delay And we're back um, you went to the Super Bowl. We're going to hear all about that before we talk about everything. And then, uh, I went to the premiere of the Foo Fighters movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk some sports today. So we might lose our whole audience. <laughs> if the, all the people that listen to this podcast, no one, I'm guessing no one wants to listen to our fucking sports talk. Jared Clayton uh, does. Jared, I talked to Jared the other day, and he told me that uh, he listens to our movie picks. And he's right. like, hey, my film buddies out in L.A. said this is a good movie. But he's a little skeptical of your choices. Of my choices? Yeah. Well, I just saw a Cop Shop last night, and I loved it. I thought it was, fuck, it was great. Which Cop Shop? It's another... Uh, um, Gerard Butler movie that is just no, there's like no uh, plot. It's just everyone just dies. Everyone gets shot and dies. So, Jared, definitely watch that. It's on Peacock for free. Cop Shop. Cop Shop. Basically, like this guy gets, he goes to prison, he goes to jail. Um, he gets caught by these cops. And then Gerard Butler's like this hitman who pretends to be a drunk guy to get thrown in jail with him so that he can kill him in jail. Like, he's a hitman that's been assigned to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Like Frank Grillo. And uh, so all this shit goes down. There's, like, a lot of deaths. And then another contract killer shows up. Wait, when you say the name Frank Grillo, do you think of Frank Rizzo every time? Because I do, from the jerky place. I can't. All right, keep going. And then uh, this other contract killer shows up and, like, kills, like, all the cops. And basically, like, there's one cop left. And they're all, like, locked in the the cell where the room where all the cells are. And he's trying to get in to kill the guy. I don't know. It's like. It's mindless, but it's like a lot of deaths in action. It's good. I like the okay. Cups. But anyway, do um, you have any notes? No, no, I'm not. I'm not terribly prepared. 
um, I hate to admit it, but I'm, I'm just not like, um, I've just been kind of busy, which is weird. You know, I mean, I'm like normal person busy. I'm not like over the top busy, but normal person busy is busy for me. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything else. Cause like I'm doing this, I'm working and then I'm doing this like training on top of it. So like, I'll get, I'll work all day and then I'll have to go run like eight miles. And so like, I don't get done with my day to like, you know, I'll start my day at like 5am and get done at like nine, you know? So we did a, a dinner uh, Saturday night and then Scott was supposed to run like 18 miles or something the next day. How did that work out? I did it. We, had, we I made it. We ate so much meat. There's a lot of meat. You just but packed on the fettuccine Alfredo? I burned all those calories the next day. I did it. I did my 18-miler. Um, nice. I wanted to talk. I, I, was, I wanted to make fun of you about this at dinner, and I didn't. I forgot, which is, like, why you would decide to have dinner at a place that absolutely nobody lived near. Like, everybody who came basically lives in somewhat of the same, for the most part, lives in the same sort of area of a neighborhood. And you picked the furthest place from that neighborhood to have dinner. True, but all the good, like, Korean barbecue places are, like, down there or either in Koreatown. But, but right. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I get it. I, I more want to make fun of you about it. I'm not, like, looking for, like, a real reason. No, I just want to, like, say, like. Just, I, like, was thinking about it. Like, I was like, oh, well, maybe we should just do, like, Benihana or something in like the valley, but we, you know, just like I don't know, I don't know. But so for me, it's not a big deal because I'm not. Um, it's equal distance for me, no matter what, right? Like I'm the only one that doesn't live up in the valley, so yeah. Everybody else is in the valley, and I, you know, one of the reasons I didn't bring it up is because I wasn't sure where uh, your buddy Fred lives. He lives in the valley too. No, he does. Okay. So I didn't want to make it seem like, and by the way, I was trying to make the joke the whole time at your dinner. Uh, worst, worst middlers ever. Like, so from the Larry David show from Curb Your Enthusiasm, I, I wish I was close enough with Fred that I could make fun of him and, and be like him and his wife, like you guys can't be in the middle because I was completely isolated from, from like Aaron who was on the other side of the table the entire time. And then the other middlers, Eric. Well, that's what happens when everyone doesn't show up on time. I just have to say that. If people are late, then it's like it's hard to, like, do seating arrangements. You just sit down. Yeah. Look, it's also, I'll be honest, it's my fault. I was, like, tired when I got there. So I, I went to, like, a corner seat. I was like, this will keep me from having to, like, small talk with, like, you know, bad stuff I don't want to talk about. But, like, the fact that Eric, who doesn't talk, takes the middle, and Fred, who really, you know, doesn't have quite the relationship with everybody that the rest yeah. of us have. That's true. And his wife, they took the middle. All the conversation was isolated. True. You needed, you needed to be in the middle. I needed to be in the middle. Aaron needed to be in the middle. One of us three. Yeah. Aaron's a good that. Yeah, Aaron's a good middler. Exactly. Because Aaron's well, loud, he keeps the conversation going. He, just, he tells stories. He remembers all the details. He talks about random shit. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, he can keep yeah. the whole table involved, right? He listens, you know, he's like, he's a good middler. I agree. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I want to make fun of you for picking, because here's the thing. You picked a Korean barbecue place that was still like a chain, right? I know. Well, there's reasons why I picked that place, because the other places, the best places to go, like, are really loud and packed in and like all this yeah, stuff. I got you. So it's like, I was trying to figure out a place that was like really good, but also like, you know, we had like, it wasn't that crowded, but apparently they sat all these people at once. It wasn't supposed to be like that. The guy, our, uh, our waiter wasn't the best, I thought, but that's another thing. Like, I really want, when you go to Korean barbecue, can we get like, I don't really want a white guy doing it. I don't know why. I don't know why that <laughs> I, I, That's fair. Fair. I don't want. We should have. Yeah. I don't want to go to a pizza place and see a Hispanic group behind the counter. Well, then you shouldn't go to any pizza place in New York now. New York? Yeah. When I went to New York, uh, over the holiday, we went to like four different pizza places and every, every single one were run by uh, Latinos. I mean, the pizza was still good, but I was like, where are the Italians at? Interesting. Uh, now, I, now I meet my immediate reaction is to turn and say, well, it's New York. It's different. Because I think Puerto Rican, you know, like your Hispanic population, the highest population of Hispanics and uh, or of Latinos Latinas in New York is Puerto Rican. I feel like for some reason that's okay, but I don't feel like, you know, the highest uh, Latino and Latina population in California is Mexican. And I feel like Mexicans should not be making pizza the same way um, Italians should not be making tacos. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. All right. So the only, only other note I have is that I went to see Death on the Nile. This movie was beautifully shot, great production. Beautifully design. shot, beautifully. It was beautiful. It was very beautiful, executed. There's no way that that movie's beautiful. I don't know. It looked pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. But like, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Euphoria. All later. right, it's not like Oscar award winning. Uh, like that type, but it's, it was very, it was very well made. But I just feel like there's enough shit out there to watch that looks really good that we can avoid the hyperbole on death of the Nile. Okay. I just wanted to say that this movie <laughs> was going for like an hour and 15 minutes and no one died yet. And I was just like, this movie's called death. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so this movie's like, like an hour and fifteen minutes, and I'm like, no one's dead yet. Um, I'm sorry, I gotta tell this person to stop calling me. That's okay. Um, I mean, you know, you're you're prepping for a job. I'm sure you can't talk about it. Let's just say that the movie you're working on is for. Uh, 
a, a well-known director. And in the end, when you get your final paycheck, you may learn that you haven't been working there the entire time and you didn't even know. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the big twist. Um, yeah, that's the only, uh, the only other thing I have to say is the Foo Fighters movie comes out this tomorrow or Friday. And uh hope everyone goes see it because uh, it's been getting mixed reviews. But, I mean, do we need reviews for this movie? Like, no. we shouldn't even, like, like, why does a reviewer even have to review it? It's like, That's you know the what the reviewer... Like Jackass, right. You know what the reviewer's going to say. It's made for a specific purpose and for a specific, specific audience. Uh, but it hasn't, you know... Some people like it, so it's good. Um, I think it's entertaining, and I think people who like the uh, the band will enjoy it. It's definitely different. Uh, um, can you remember the last time a band made a movie like this? The only thing I can remember is Spice World. Uh, uh, let's the think. Last one. The Fat like the Boys last. made uh, Disorderlies. Yeah, but that was like I'm talking about recent. No, I know, <laughs> I, love, I know. I love the sword lace. So I great. know. I was just uh, all right. Let's think of some other. I wish we. This is this is a topic we should have done. Is like, um, movies about like bands or musicians. Yeah, I mean the Beatles made it made stuff. Well, I guess um, what's her name? Uh, Saint Vincent made that movie. Yeah, did you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? No. Uh, I just noticed it in my Amazon, like, that it was available recently. Um, Britney Spears made Crossroads. Yeah. Um, Eminem made Eight Mile. Yeah. Um, What are some other good ones? This was, like, on Howard the other day when somebody called and said, hey, what's the best cover song? And I've been like sitting there, like thinking about that question for a while. Um, what's some other? Um, I mean, do you, like Crush Groove, um, yeah. which um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. They'll they'll come to us, but it's not yeah. like actors, not like musicians play. You know, not like David Bowie and Dune or Method Man and Wire. We're talking yeah. like it's about. The band making music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we can come back to it. Well, yeah. speaking of music, real quick, I got an offer to get tickets for Paul McCartney at um, SoFi, oh. and I was like, you know, I'd like to see Paul McCartney, but I know that this is going to be like wildly expensive, like. Do you, how bad, like, and you won't be here, so it's not like I can ask you, but how, how, how much, like... When is the concert? Huh? When is the concert? It's in May. Wow. But, I, like, I looked at tickets, and it was, like, the cheapest ticket. I mean, and I mean cheapest, like, it's the last row in the stadium. It was, like, 150 bucks before fees. Yeah, no, it's too expensive. And I'm just like, what? Why would I spend that much? You know, I, You're I like, I just, I just watched the whole documentary on Disney Plus. I'm good. Yeah. 
I don't know. I've listened, all the, I've listened to all the Beatles music, you know, I've, that I haven't good for a while. I bought tickets to a couple shows, and I'm like, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty happy with the price range. And I've been thinking, like, you know, because there wasn't concerts for so long, they're probably going to jack up prices, right? Because they think everyone's desperate to go. And they need to make up money at these places, but I don't know. Like that's a lot of money. Like before fees, I'm looking at if I want to go with someone for the last row in my section, because if I move up five rows, it's 180 a ticket. So let's just say I want to get uh, move up five rows. I'm looking at like a $400 night for just the tickets for two people. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, well, that's what I was saying when I was thinking about going to, uh, well, I guess that's this weekend, the Billy Joel concert in Vegas. Yeah. Um, Billy Joel, I think Metallica's playing Friday and Billy Joel's <laughs> Saturday. And so I like, I was like, oh, I'll go to the freaking, uh, you know, uh, Vegas for the weekend and see Billy Joel. And I would you and you to, wouldn't have seen Metallica. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I can only afford Metallica's one. your your Metallica's your phone ring. I know. I, I just it was either pick one or the other. So anyway, so I picked Billy have Joel. Ever see, have you ever seen Metallica? No. You should see Metallica. Um, I've seen them right. both multiple times. Regardless, I get to the checkout, and it was <laughs> it was like with fees and shit. It was like five hundred. It was like six hundred bucks. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, should I uh, pay six hundred dollars to go to Vegas to see Billy Joel? I don't know. It's not working out. Well, that's what you're looking at just to get in, and on top of it, you know go get a room, get out to Vegas, you know? Yeah. It's quite a weekend. Right, let's talk about your experience at the Super Bowl. Speaking of cheap, cheap nights yeah. out. Yeah, so we won't, we've been waiting. I haven't even talked to you really about the Super Bowl yet. A little oh, really? Bit. Yeah, we haven't really talked about things that you did and things you saw and people you saw. Well, I'll say this. I went this weekend, I went to a golf tournament. That was worth money. That was a... I went to the Genesis Open. I, I highly recommend doing that. That was, like, really fun. It wasn't too crowded. You could find, like, room to watch stuff. You know, there's, like, plenty of viewing areas. Good. Good time if, if you're into that sort of thing. Okay. Super Bowl. So the number one thing I took from the Super Bowl is that I'm fully now one of those people in the progressive commercials that have turned into their parents. Uh the most exciting thing to me about Super Bowl was the fact that we were like, we got there like door to door in like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then we got home in like 35 minutes. That's crazy. Door. A regular season game. It took me like forever. Yeah. Well, I think because everybody was so afraid and it was like such a, well, the first thing is, you know, if, you, if you've ever been to a Super Bowl and you have, so maybe it, you can tell me if it was like this or not when you went. They they tend to block off most of the parking lots with a giant perimeter for tailgating for everybody. 
So there's very little parking available at the stadium. I was fortunate enough to have a parking pass. So, um, yeah, so you're not dealing with lines of people waiting to get there. Like, we thought we were going to be, so, like, we got there super early. But, um, man, I got to tell you, like, the thing that worked is, like, everything, like, at that – at that Super Bowl work. Everything was efficient. We didn't wait for a thing. We walked in. We left, we walked, you know, we parked right away, walked down, walked right in. We walked in. They were like, no lines to get in. I actually ran into my brother while we were getting in because he was waiting for this client. Uh, so of all the people to see. And no lines for food and stuff? No. No, no uh, concession stand lines. We walked right in um, to the stadium. They were supposed to check your vaccination. There was a thing to have it out. No one ever checked. Got in. Um, and then they have, you know, like they have like stages set up with DJs and bands and, you know, all the, all the pregame shows are all placed throughout. So you're watching them live. And like, you can only get in that far if you have a ticket. So um, you walk right in and there's just, people walking around selling beer everywhere. Never a wait. So we grab a beer. We start walking around. The only line thing. When we went to the Dallas game, remember how long? We couldn't even get a drink. We had to just say, screw it. Let's just drink yeah. a beer. Yeah, it was like the third. We wasted a whole quarter. And then I went to the first Rams game when they came back to L.A., and I remember sitting an entire quarter waiting to get concessions. Like, yeah. insane. This there's just people walking around, you know, they've got card readers. You just do it. Da, 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 boom. So we like just kept grabbing beers as we walked around outside. <clears throat> we went to like all the different broadcast booths. We went to like the pep rallies for each team. The only thing there's lines for is they had like the trophy there. You could wait and take a picture with it. And, and they had like, you know, they had stuff like that stuff that's at the NFL experience. They brought, um, we waited in line to get into the store the NFL store to buy some shit, which did you buy? Was just stuff? so dumb, be- huh? What'd you buy? Oh yeah, but just some shirts. But like, you know, we had enough. We had a couple like drinks beforehand, so we were like just ready to spend money. Like by the time we got in there, Eric spent so much. He was buying. Eric was buying like uh, t-shirts for his neighbors and stuff. That he's like, I don't even really know this guy, but I'm just going to bike. When am I ever going to be back here again? Okay. So anyway, bought some shit. I bought like a, I bought a Cooper Cup t-shirt that doesn't even fit me. I'm trying to figure out how to take it back. Kind of hard. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we walk in, you know, then like, we were like, you're like in the Super Bowl, so you don't have to show your seat anymore. So you just walk around and since the stadium has a roof, but it's outside. You could kind of walk in and out of the stadium and go back around. We were like, do we want to go to our seats yet? Or let's go check out this other side of the stadium, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and we just walked around and um, got to our seats. And um, yeah, like downstairs, all the concession stands were always empty. And at one point, Eric walked up to the guy and was like, bought two beers and the guy would, or, and like we ordered these cheeseburger subs, which are exactly what they sound like. It's like oh, a, right. it's like a 12 inch hamburger. Pretty good. Um, 
but we were just like that was like just what they had at the closing stand and we didn't want to miss anything so we were just like yeah we'll take that and then he's going to pay for it and the guy's like you got cash and he's like yeah and he's like how much you got he's like 40 and the guy's like cool i'll give it to you for that even though it was like 70 because the guy's just pocketing the cash so eric eric kept going back to that guy with cash every time anyway so efficiency was like on point for this thing we got right out other than the fact that we got lost you know we were on the other side of the stadium and trying to figure out our way around got right out once we got to our car everything no traffic that's awesome. wonderful i know the halftime show was great the problem with the halftime show when you're at the stadium and it never bothered me before because I went to two of the worst halftime shows ever, but is that they have to turn the volume down in the stadium because it has to air for TV. And so the sound, um, it wasn't like bumping in there. You know, you you realize you're watching something awesome and you're hearing it fine, it's, but you're just like, man, I wish this was like at a concert where it's like loud, it would have been awesome. But um, that screen, you know, I was in the uh, like upper, upper decks and that screen is extremely helpful. Yeah, um, especially you were like above the screen. <laughs> yeah, so like when I went to the stadium in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, I love that stadium. Mercedes Stadium is great. But they have a very similar scoreboard, like our Jumbotron situation going with the ring around it. But where our seats were, were so high, we were above the screen and couldn't really, there's like stuff we just couldn't see. And it was kind of like, ah, that stinks. Whereas here, you could see everything. So, um, you know, it was like 75%, 70, 75% Bengal fans. That's because. um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh yeah. The loudest that stadium was by far was that that first touchdown in the second half that should have never been a touchdown. Um, and you could see that even from our seats that that was past interference. Or that, you know. Um, but um, anyway, yeah. Well, the, the rest um, were calling anything. The rest were great. anything in that game. Until like the very end of the game and then they had like seven fucking flags in a row. Yeah, I was kind of pissed about the first one, the one on third and, and one, when they called the. But, yeah. you know, after listening to everybody talk about it, they were kind of grabbing him every play. But if they're grabbing every play, you got to call it every play. You can't just all of a sudden decide to call it there. Yeah. Um, but the, the, you know, the, the, next, the next one was definitely passed. You know, it was pretty obvious. And, yeah. Um, and then, um, what else was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. So the fact that there is like 70% Cincinnati fans, the reason is because <clears throat> they are, um, they don't, they didn't spend a lot of money. Like some teams will come in and spend a lot of money. Um, if you were to get the Cowboys, the Packers, um, probably the Giants. Uh, yeah, I guess probably the Giants. Um, you know, teams, who have a big fan base, they'll come in and they'll spend big money on um, on those lower seats. The, the Cincinnati fans were, were kind of 
cheap, so they only bought like the cheap seats. And so the lower seats are just rich people who don't give a shit. So that's why it's like mostly Bengal fans, you know? Because they're all in the upper decks and they don't, and they care so much. And everyone in the lower deck is just a rich celebrity who doesn't care. Yeah. There's so many celebrities. Well, they did a really nice job. The thing that you take you away from it. You knew that was going to happen. I mean, first Super Bowl in uh, LA and what, however long, you know, it's just like. So it's great because they were showing on the Jumbotron all the celebrities. And when Kanye came up, everybody booed him. That was great. Uh, he's the only guy that got booed. He's still um, doing weird. He's still yeah. doing weird things out there. Did you watch his documentary yet? No, I don't know if I want to. I watched the first part. I fi- I finished the first part. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. I don't like that the filmmaker has made himself such a big part of the film. I'm I'm sure that it comes in by part three to explain why he's a character in this. I don't really care about him. Uh, Cootie. I don't care about Cootie. I want to see about Kanye. Uh, The stuff, the footage in the first episode, uh, the first part with his mother is she's her, his mother loves him. Let's just say that, that, that woman loved that kid, that guy. And she's like the best, like cheerleader ever. Like she's just great. Donda, Donda. Um, But anyway, um, my last point about the Super Bowl, I don't even remember at this point. So um, I guess it's good to, you know, our, our bets did, did pretty well. We just went over the math. They didn't financially hit as well as we thought. Um, I, I did pretty well outside of our bets. I just, you know, I think the thing with our bets that really disappointed me was that you didn't give me more credit for how much money I saved us from losing. And, uh, you know, and the fact that I made more money on my own than we did together gambling because you, you said I no to all my bets. What? I never said no to all your bets. No, no, I know you didn't say no to all. You you told me the ones you wanted, and that's fine. And I tell you the ones that I wanted, that was fine. You I I what I what I said is you failed to recognize the fact that you thought this was gonna be a heavy rushing game. You had a lot of rushing props, and I was like I'm not betting anything rushing. And I saved us, let's just say that that saved us a lot of money. It's the worst rushing game ever. You didn't like sacks. I was like, there's going to be a lot of sacks. True. There's a lot of, like, I, I, you know, All here's, the thing, here's the thing with this game. is When you're betting the Super Bowl, you have to find a narrative that you think is going to happen. And I will say that I picked the narrative this year. It kind of went somewhat the way that I had anticipated. Now, last year, I had a different narrative, and I was completely wrong, and we got killed financially. <laughs> so, you know. It, the it, fact that we lost the uh, fucking Rams over in the uh, first half because that guy missed the extra point was, like, was the worst. It wasn't even his fault, right? It was the punter's fault that he couldn't hold on to it. Yeah, he just dropped. The guy dropped the ball. It's just so dumb. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's been so long ago. Is there anything that you wanted to, that you took from from the whole thing? I just made two notes on the Super Bowl, like the Rock. That I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah I thought it was exciting at first when he did L.A. I was like, oh, he's just doing this big L.A. thing. But then when he did the same exact thing for the Bengals, it was like, ah, oh, this is kind of cheap. 
And he had like some weird outfit on too, like some he had parachute the maroon pants. shit. Yeah, parachute pants on. Uh, and then the Van Jefferson. You heard about his wife having the baby? I did. So she like went into labor at the Super Bowl, and they like stretchered out of there and put her in an ambulance, took off, and then she had the baby uh, at the hospital at, while he was winning the Super Bowl. And then they named the champ. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. They named the baby champ. Oh, that's cool. That's even, though, even though Van Jefferson lost us a lot of money, like, the previous week, whatever. But. Well, um, the last thing the, – I remember the last thing I wanted to say about it was the one thing I think that they did really well with this Super Bowl is they sold Los Angeles really well, both on TV oh, yeah. and at the stadium – like, they cleared out all the homeless. They made traffic easy to get in and out. Like, it they're was like, like this a, is a preview. This, they're like, this is a preview for the Olympics, guys. Yeah. It, it was a perfect, it was perfect weather. But it was just like, you know, people are like, oh, man, that, what a great place to live. And it's like, yeah, it's not really like this all the time. They're just warming but, us up 2028. Yeah, I guess. But it was, it. they like... They nailed it. L.A. like nailed it between the halftime show with the. Now is that the best halftime show ever? I mean, it was up there. We talked about this last week. Uh, we did yeah, Prince. Was, we said you two and. Yeah, it was awesome. It's it's it. in the it's in that it's in that area. And even like you know you thought like uh, you know the old school guys were gonna take rain, but freaking. Uh, um, Kendrick was that performance was awesome. Awesome, he was facing the other way from us, so that was uh, that, yeah. but yeah, he was he was awesome, you know. Um, I love how they did they like, mixed everything up and like had different styles of R&B and rap and stuff. It was, it was, it was very well done, it was good. They should have cut, you know, they should have cut the amount of people in it in half though, so we could have heard two songs from each because, yeah, you know, it's. It, you know, you, you get what you walk away from that more like wishing you heard more than than I than that was too much. <clears throat> um, our our friend we went with, he um, <clears throat> oh the other thing when you walk in, when you walk into the stadium, this is like and you're going to all those pep rallies and those football, those pregame shows and all that stuff. It's like and you tell me if this was like this when you went. It's like a um, it's like going to Lollapalooza, but for like football dorks, right? You just walk in; and it's just all football stuff everywhere. Oh, and yeah. like, what's what do they call that? The NFL Experience or whatever? Yeah, but dude, that is yeah. just all yeah, nerdy dudes. And um, and the best is like, you know, I mean, at least at this one they had players like all around the stadium, so like, and they were like accessible because you're. Once you get in there, it's not like you're just some random person. You're a random person with a ticket. So you spend a lot of money. So, like, you know, like, we got – we, like, walked up to Steve Young, like, Tory Holt, like uh, – who else did we see? I don't know, uh, Frank Thomas, whatever. But, like, you just, like – these people are hanging around just, like, talking to you because they're there for the game, too. It's not like – they're not – they're not, like, being whisked away. They're like, yeah – Sure, I'll talk to you about like Tory Holt's fingers are all bent the wrong way, and he's like, "Yeah, I broke like all my fingers." You know, it's like, 
Um, Cam Johnson. I saw Cam Johnson. I gave him a heads up. Hello. Uh, the one. other thing is our buddy we went with, though, well, he's like, he, um, his brother used to work for Eminem and he was trying to get tickets like last minute and his brother was like trying to get him. So I guess he probably hit up like the people he like the, the guys he used to work for with Eminem and they're like, yeah, we can't get you tickets, but we can tell you, you know, who the first song is going to be and what M's first song is going to be. So if you can gamble on it, this is what it is. And so this guy called me and he was like, Hey, get on your books, bet, you know, I, I, you know, I bet this call your, so I was calling friends in Vegas. I was like, I heard it. You know, he got all of his money in on, on his bookie, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And he was wrong. Was it end up? Did it end up being right? No. Yes and no. So the first song, so the first, he, he was like, the first guy to rap is going to be Dr. Dre. Now, what he, what he was told was that Dre's song is first. He didn't estimate which, which chorus, who was going to sing first, right? So Snoop goes first in that, in almost every Dre song. So he bet on Dre and got smoked. Oh yeah, and then the Eminem thing. I think he won money back, but technically Eminem's first like verse was about uh, was forgot about Dre, so could have lost some money there. Anyway, that's that. Super Bowl over. Football's over for a long time. Although with no baseball, how do you think? Like, do you think you'll watch the USFL? No. Okay. No, I'm not watching the USFL. I think I'm going to wind up watching some USFL. Okay. I'll let you know. Yeah. You don't, you don't see it being a topic on our podcast? I mean, maybe I'll watch, like, the first game, but I'm just like, I don't know. It doesn't interest me. So that's our Super Bowl recap. That's exciting uh, sports weekend number one. Well, first of all, did you have you watched? Do uh, you have anything to say about the Olympics now that it's over? Yeah, I never could get into it. Yeah, I mean, I I watched it, I liked it, but it's just like not as effective as Summer Olympics. And I was like, I also don't care that Eileen Goo is. Um, uh, playing for China because she's so good looking that I don't care. I was like totally following her no matter what she was doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. On to the next weekend. What happened the next weekend? So NBA, we scheduled All-Star Saturday. Yeah, we do this every year. All-Star Saturday. D- didn't realize that All-Star Saturday was on the Saturday of my dinner. Um, but you can take us through All-Star Saturday. You're better. Well, we're the only adults who still watch this stupid thing. Um, And it is stupid. Yeah, it it was even worse this year than usual. Uh, Did you watch? You you probably didn't watch the celebrity game. I don't like the team skills thing. All right, so let's go through it. Celebrity, Celebrity game you didn't watch, probably. No. 
um, it was mostly like YouTubers and influencers. So it's kind of tough to follow. Um, then you have the, um, the NBA, um, rookies, you know, whatever it is, the young, young gun challenge or whatever, which was cool. Cause this year they had a tournament. They, they used, they made, they drafted four teams and, um, they played each other. Two teams played each other. And then the other two teams played each other. And then the winners played in the, in the finals. Um, and I like that. I think that's always a good um, thing. I think that's fun. Um, then you got your next day, you got your skills challenge, which you did not like this year. I didn't like that they did the team version. I like when they do the single people. Yeah, I did too. I didn't mind it though. Well, um, no, back in the day, all this stuff was like to show who was quote unquote the best in the NBA at these things. Um, and now it's right. just like, you know, like who gives a shit? Like it's fun to watch, but like no one cares. It's like American Idol, you know, American Idol in the beginning was so like relevant. Like they actually got contracts and like Kelly Clarkson became this huge star and this whole thing. And then now that it's on season 18, like, yeah, it's a competition, but no one really cares about the end. Good point. Good point. You know? um, like nothing happens at the end. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. But anyway, um, I feel like back to the point was that I feel like it should be an individual thing. And this, this time they did uh, all the Atacampupo. I'm not going to say it wrong. Giannis, all the brothers, Giannis brothers. Yeah, it's kind of um, like who gives a shit what the third, the third, yeah, yeah. Giannis brother can do. I mean, if you're going to do that, why not just do all the little the balls? Um, and then uh, throw the Morris brother. It's like it's like NBA Jam over here. Um, and then they had uh, so they did the Cle- three guys from Cleveland Cavaliers because they were hosting. And then they had three rookies, and then they had the Giannis brothers. And uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers won, I think. Yeah. I well, wait, you quoted earlier. So you did watch the the Young Stars thing because you did say that uh, Cunningham won MVP. Yeah. You, I you did pay some attention to it. Well, I read about it because we have some interest in uh, Cunningham. Uh, and we have him for uh, rookie of the year, so and he's been behind. So anything that gives him a notch up, I'm like, oh. Well, anyway. so I try to watch the three point contest before I had to leave for dinner, and I got through most of it. Um, I love. I still think it's the best event. It is the best, and it, you know this one was very surprising because of the outcome. Like, who knew that he was. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was going to beat all these people. Yeah. But, I mean, he was like, most of the guys yeah. were so cold, though. Everybody, it's no true. one had, like, hot, no other than Luke Kennard. And even him, he started off so cold and then, like, started, like, getting all his points towards the second half of the, the balls. But it was just, like, 
Yeah, no one was like on point. All yeah, right. it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It, you know, all these things are losing. Like they need they need names and all this stuff. Yeah, they do. You know, like even that that rookie, like that the skills okay. Like losing, like the fact that Greek Freaks two brothers are in it's kind of lame. The Cleveland guys are exciting, but you couldn't do the same thing in like Indiana or somewhere else, you know. Um, the uh, the three point contest did not have the cachet, like have most of the big names. Like I want to see Booker, I want to see Curry, I want to see Clay. Yeah, uh, why? Yeah, they should. Clay should have been in it. Um, who else am I missing? That we, you know, like those those are the guys. I want to see like Luca. Like I want to see these big time guys in it. Yeah. Um, but regardless, you know it's cool. Um, Why is it Cam Johnson in this thing? I don't think he's a big name. I think he kind of. But but whatever. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Sure. Yeah, I know he's not a big name, but yeah. he's um, a good three. He is a good yeah. Um, and then the dunk contest. I mean, I don't even think we even. It was so. It was so bad. It was, and it's yeah, not even it was, like the, I was listening to someone talk about it today, and they were saying on a podcast they were saying, you know, if you were to watch like uh, Obi Toppin's like Instagram like version of his slam dunk night, you'd be like, hey, that was pretty good because you'd see three awesome dunks, and you'd be like, yeah, that was pretty good. But the fact yeah. that you had to watch it like thirteen times each time to get there, oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. They, I, I don't know. So I was listening to them kind of discuss how you fix it, right? Like, do you have any idea how to fix this? Uh, first get uh, people that we know. That's, that is point number one everybody says. We need some high-profile high dunkers in this thing. Yeah, um, like, it was a big deal when it was, when it was like Jordan versus Dominique. Yeah. Now, like, you don't even know the people that are in it. I mean, you do, but it's just, like, they're not, like, known guys. You know, it's just, I don't know. Right. It's, it's, it was one of the worst. It could be the worst slam dunk contest of all time. I think you're sleeping on a couple, but, yeah, it's up there. Here's the other thing they're bringing up. The fact that everybody's waiting to see something original, and there's not going to – it's really hard for original things oh, to happen. Yeah. But no one was even creative. Like, I don't yeah. know. I guess, like, when he put on the shoes in the, the first dunk, he, like, uh, um, who was it? Um, it was, um, um, what's his name? Anthony. Oh, yeah. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. When he put on, like, the contractor shoes. Timberlands. Or Timberlands. And then, like dunk that was pretty cool but it took him like four times and then he put his dad out there and i thought he was going to slam over his dad and all he did was like grab it from his dad like it made no sense yeah and nobody cares about his dad his dad is the punk um the second guy the second guy jumps over somebody but it's some dude we don't know and he had his head down (laughs) he said he was was like he was like five six and he had his head down yeah it's just dumb the whole thing's dumb. Um, yeah, you need you need to um, you do you need to 
get bigger names in, and I don't know how you fix the the <coughs> the, the actual contest. Like, to just let them dunk. Like, I remember <laughs> they did this before where they let them dunk for like three minutes straight, and that never worked. That just was kind of stupid. What uh, when the podcast you were listening to? What did they say how to fix it? Uh, it was kind of a joke. The guy was saying that they should um, do like a, a floor exercise, like where you have like a five minute, like it's you're putting on a show of dunks. You get paired up with like Lin Manuel Miranda, and you like do, uh, <laughs> you, you know, depending on how creative. Like this is this is going to be my performance that is celebrating like um construction workers or something and then like everything has to do with like they play brick house in the back and you like do dunks that are like trucks i don't know like wear like a hard, a hard hat while you dunk <laughs> not not necessarily not really the best uh, suggestion but um let's just say at the beginning of the night i was like i can't believe we are missing the dunk contest for this dinner and then at the end of the, when I finally saw it, I was like, I'm glad we uh, missed it. <laughs> yeah, you started texting me in real time while you were watching it. And I was like, I don't need to relive this with you. I know. I only texted you a couple of things, but it was it was bad. Um, anything else you want to say about that? You want to talk about Khalid's, uh, Khalid's uh, performance? So, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to talk about the performance. So, first... Um, Machine Gun Kelly is everywhere. Yeah. So he performs. He's or he performs at the All Star Game. You didn't watch the All Star Game either, did you? And they asked him to give shout outs to all the celebrities, and he said, "They told me to give shout outs to celebrities, but I'm not going to do it. I just want to thank all the hardworking people of Cleveland." And everyone like went nuts. I was like, "Hey, that was probably a good move. That was pretty good." Um. Uh. Um, but yeah, DJ Khaled came out and he said, they told me I'd never be performing at the all-star game and people like on Twitter went nuts. Like that's a pretty specific goal. Like that's a pretty specific thing for people to tell you that you weren't going to do when you were a kid. Um, and let's be honest, he's not really performing. He's just standing there yelling over other people performing. It is one of the most embarrassing things. Um, I don't want to, again, hyperbole is tough, but it is one of the most humiliating ways to celebrate a person I've ever seen to watch this fat, this portly man stand up there and yell over people that he deserves credit for all the things that they're doing in the moment. It's, uh, it's, I mean, you know, I despise it. But I also am fascinated that it keeps happening. That this they keep the fucking this guy for this this stuff. This is the state of music. Um, he's just so corny. I can't imagine if I was like an MC and I was like, I gotta work with that guy. Now, obviously, it happens because everybody works with them. But man, I cannot imagine watching that and being like, this is a guy I gotta get with. Like, it's embarrassing to watch him. Um, Yeah, he's terrible. So, All-Star Game, 
the fact that you're you didn't watch it and you're scooting over it is is interesting because the All Star game was really good, and it's not like the game itself was great. I you know I kind of turned off the first half, uh, but at halftime they brought out the set uh, the seventy five greatest players of the last seventy five years, and that was worth watching. It was pretty. It was interesting for a lot of reasons. One, it was cool to see a lot of those people out there. Um, first time you'd had like Ray Allen, Garnett, and um, and um, what's his face, Paul Pierce, in a room together because they all hate Ray Allen and they ignored him. Um, they, you know, the guys that didn't show up were in front of this white screen and they were fake waving to a crowd and it was so awkward like when they do it it was like oh it was like fun to watch like pippen didn't show up he was in front of it he didn't show up because probably because jordan was going to be there you know so you have all these like little storylines going on while these people come out and um they announced jordan last he probably got the biggest ovation either him or kobe or lebron um and when jordan came out he like stood in the middle of like everybody on like this platform above everybody i was like i don't know if that was meant for you to go up there i don't know what's going on. i don't think he knew what was going on the first person they announced was barkley though and it was awesome so uh yeah it was definitely really cool to watch all those people like they announced halftime was like an hour long so it was just announcing like 75 players um they're broken up by forward center and guard and they just keep they kept coming out and most of the people showed up uh and then you know the fourth quarter turns into this um it's they play to 24 which is always cool yeah steph curry had 50 points and one mvp yeah, he, he hit like 15 or 16 threes but lebron um stepped up at the end and I showed uh, whoever was guarding him and Bede came over to double and LeBron shot like a fadeaway over both of them to like ice the game. And it was kind of cool in Cleveland, you know? Yeah. And that's just coming from a non LeBron guy. And I was on this podcast, they're talking about LeBron basically hijacked all-star weekend because of uh, he's like, Oh, I want to play with my kid. And he's like, oh, I also might come back to Cleveland. Oh, I'm not leaving the Lakers. They're like, by the way, his kid is like the fourth best player on his high school team. So he's got to stay for a long time because his kid's not going to get drafted as a freshman. Although he will now because he's like, if you want to play, you want me to play for your team, you better draft my kid. I don't know if you heard that. No, uh, I heard that. The only thing I heard about that is that he said my last season is going to be when I can play with my kid or something. So, yeah, I mean, he basically said like, uh, you know, I, I want to play with my kids, so that you know that's something I I would look for in the future. So like, if you're if you want LeBron, you draft his kid, like you know, right out of high school. Yeah. All right. So anything else you want to say? Nope. That was a lot. All right. So just a quick uh, final topic. We have uh, we're on the second to last episode of Euphoria. Um, I've been kind of critical of Euphoria this season, 
even though it's good. I just don't understand what the plot is anymore. But I tell you, I texted you this. Uh, this last episode, I think, was like one of the best episodes they've ever done. Just how yeah, they, it was awesome. They did all these transitions between real life and the play, and sometimes having the real actors and in it, sometimes not having it, and like just everything else was shot play like, even though it was like not actually happening in the play. I don't know. It was like really awesome, and I'm like so pissed that I that we couldn't see what happened uh, in this next, that's going to be the finale. But I, would, I was like, just keep it going. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was a great episode. I, I had, you know, so I did my run that day and I was in a lot of pain. So I decided to have some uh, chocolate some spiked chocolate. We'll say, so I really didn't know what was going on. I was like, I was like, whoa, about everything. I was like so lost. I was like, what? What? Because it's because of who, you know, because of what you're saying. And I mean, I think people were like that in the moment anyway. So I was like super lost. But yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um I didn't, I, I missed some details because of that. I just, someone was telling me about, um, I didn't realize that, um, what's her face? Um, Minka Kelly was filming, uh, whatever her name is, the girlfriend, um, that she had like a, a camera in like an alarm clock or something and had been filming her. And that's why oh, she I gave didn't... her the... See, I didn't pick up on that either. She gave her the dress at the end, Maddie. And uh, there's a lot of rumors that she's going to be, because they never say what she does for a living, and they think she might be a madam and might be, like, grooming her to be, like, you know, work for her. Yeah, but I don't think, like, she's the type of character that would do that. Because, like, she seems like she's, like, her character is like not apparently like just you know very monogamous and she acts like that way you know of being like precocious or whatever uh but isn't really like that i don't know it'll be interesting i i, mean, I don't know i don't know how you put anything past any characters in the show yeah i guess i mean every the Three weeks ago, the father of one of the characters just pulled his pants down and started peeing all over his house, told everyone he was gay and they could go fuck off, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't paint anybody into a corner. I don't know. It's going to be... I mean, this next episode, when I guess shit's going down at the uh, play, is going to be awesome. But you are right. It's a great way of storytelling. I, it's it's really creative the way they did that. Um, it's almost like something you'd see Wes Anderson do, you know, like yeah. telling a story, telling like the plot of your show within a play. Um, yeah. And you have to look past that. There's no way a high school play is this elaborate in terms of props. and. I play. guess that's really hard to look past. It was tough. I was like, yeah, there's a, a high school play has like maybe one or two sets. That's it. Yeah, this thing, yeah. 
This thing had like special effects, revolving sets. Like right. had like a spindle set, had like all this other like just had all sort like seventeen sets going on here. True. A rooftop, a bedroom, uh it's just like so many things. Um I you have to like look past it, but uh Obviously, there's some stuff going down with, uh, I think his name's Fez. He didn't make it. Yep. It's been, he didn't really, uh, you know, it's not shot in real time. Or not real time. It's like there's like flashbacks and stuff. So it's like, it took me a while to like start figuring that out. But uh, obviously, uh, some shit's going down on his house um, before the play started. Um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. That show is phenomenal. It, now, that's a show that's beautiful. That is a beautiful show. It's a beautifully shot show. It is. It's yeah. like, um, if I had, I think this season's been amazing. I thought the first season was better, but I think the season's incredible. I think that they're doing such creative stuff. I'm glad I don't have kids. If I had kids, I wouldn't want my kids watching it. And honestly... I'm, I've never been that way about anything. Like, I've never thought of things in that light. But I've had more conversations with people where I'm like, hey, you know what's really good? Euphoria. And I see people's, like, expressions like, no, 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 no. And I understand because even though they're showing the downside of a lot of these things, they so gloriously show them happening that because, because of the way it's shot, because it looks so dreamy, um, that... Um, it makes everything look very, um, yeah, like everything very romantic, like a romantic way to live your life doing this. And Well, I'm just glad that I don't have to deal with that aspect of things. Yeah. Because I like the show, and I think it's awesome. So. All right. Well, uh... so, will we report back on the finale? I guess we'll probably talk about it for a second on here, right? Yeah, why not? I'll be in Philadelphia. Hey, when do you leave for Philly? Sunday. Wow. Nervous? Uh, I don't know about nervous. Just it's, I've been out of town. I haven't been out of town for a long time, for a while. So that's definitely going to be different. Right. Um, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay.